Did you ever want to know how to value a business during a divorce? Well, let's take a crash course in this episode 122 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, aka the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoy. Welcome, everybody, to episode 122 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am your host, Jason Lavoy, aka the Divorce Resource Guy. And today, for episode 122, we are going to talk with David Amiss about how to value a small business uh, in a divo- in a divorce. A lot of people who are self-employed or uh, a small business, or it could be a large business uh, that they own in some capacity uh, during their marriage is a big asset that needs to be dealt with during the divorce. How do you do that? How do you value such an asset? Um, A lot of times experts get involved and that could be, you know, very costly, but necessary. Uh, And it's a matter of how do you do it, right? There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. So how do you do it? So David, uh, is responsible uh, for valuation and litigation services for attorneys, CPAs, and their clients. He has over 15 years of experience in public accounting, including business valuations, tax accounting, advisory services. He graduated from Valdosta State University with a major in accounting and obtained a master's in accounting from Georgia Southern University. So uh, you can read about his credentials and his bio uh, in the show notes, or you can look him up. I'll tell you how to do that at the end. But for now, let's get right into it with David and valuing small businesses. David, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Good. Um, and we were just talking off the record there. Off the record, that's a that's lawyer speak for you. Um, <laughs> I can't get rid of it. Um, we were just talking before we started that you're um, in North Carolina and, and I hear the accent. Although I feel bad saying that because every time I say, to somebody else, oh, I hear your accent. I think, well, they probably can say the same to me, right? Do I have an accent? Uh, yeah, hey, I, I think I hear yours. I hear mine, and uh, I, I like it. Um, I think there's a uh, there's stories behind the accents, and uh, and so I, I I like mentioning it. Yeah, so uh, so I'm originally from South Georgia. That's that's probably what you hear. And, yeah, uh, I, I've been in North Carolina for a while, and. Uh, that's been a little bit of a culture shock. The uh, the barbecue is, is kind of weird up here, and they they do basketball instead of football. So uh, originally from South Georgia and uh, a transplant in North Carolina now. Yes, yeah, so just speaking about sports for a second, I guess uh, Georgia is a huge college football, right? It's yeah. all about college football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really good time to be a a, a bulldog. Uh, I watch the games on Saturdays in the fall, and uh, sometimes my kids will come in there and they're like, "Dad, what are you what are you doing?" I'm like, oh, "I'm watching Georgia." And they're like, "Oh, are they winning?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh, they always win." I'm like, "But they didn't used to." And uh, and so I soak it up, and uh, and sometimes I participate from from my own living room, and uh, so uh, I I think it helps, and that's that's why I continue to to yell at the TV. No, yeah, I know, and they, and they they know you're there yelling, and um, you know, so that's why I'm sure those they would agree with you. It helps. <laughs> that's right. That's as long right. as you don't break anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's great. So, 
for people who don't know you um, and who are listening, and we have people listening all over, uh, all over the country, which is a, the best part about doing this podcast. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and kind of the road that you took that got you where you are now. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a winding road and it's long, uh, but I'll but I'll try to try to try to tell it. So I uh, I'm an accountant by by education, and so in Georgia went to a couple of schools there. Uh, did did uh, did the CPA thing for a while. Uh, my wife and I ended up moving to to Haiti after working in Georgia at public. Oh Canada. wow! Yeah, for uh, so we went to Haiti and spent about four months in Haiti and uh, worked at a lived in an orphanage, taught in a school, and um, and then thought that that some of that type of work was going to be what we were going to do uh, long term. And uh, so so we moved to North Carolina to try to get some training in that in uh, towards that. Uh, we ended up getting up here and that's why we found our way up here. And, uh, and I think it was time uh, to, to transition back into public accounting. We, we still do a lot with those types of things, but um, so we've been doing public accounting uh, all together about 15 to 17 years. Um, about seven years ago, I, I got um, began being interested in business valuation. So uh, went and acquired some some uh, some training and some education and, and started doing that on the side and then probably about two or three years ago just made the, the leap um, just to go all in if you will on on business valuation and uh, for those types of financial services that that's great and and windy road indeed uh making yeah. a turn at Haiti but how was that experience I mean that must have been that must have been a, an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah, it, it was it, amazing. It is it's certainly a word to describe it. Tough uh, is another one. Um, I think uh, uh, it, it was a good experience, but it was a difficult one. You know, it was uh, we were there in 2011, and I think the earthquake happened in 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 spring of 2010, and so they were the country was still reeling, um, you know, from that. And uh, it's a it's a, there's a lot of people there we love, and uh, it was a difficult time. Um, a lot of, a lot of lessons learned from our time there for sure. Yeah, no, I, I can only imagine it makes you very, uh, you know, I'm sure when you come back home here, uh, it, it just makes you, you know, really appreciate everything that we have here. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it's not perfect. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, so your book, so you, you went on this, you got some training for business yep. valuation and yep. who, who are the people that you who are the majority of the people that you work with? You work with individuals, small businesses, large businesses. How's that work? Uh, probably a, a lot of small to mid-sized businesses, and so I do valuation for for several different types, but primarily uh, matrimonial or family law uh, folks that are getting divorced that, that own businesses. Uh, and a lot of times those businesses can be small. And so right now, you know, I, I did a valuation in the last month in which the value is two or $300,000 and also working on a valuation in which the value is going to be $60 million. And so um, I, I don't, I don't know that, uh, that technically there's any small valuations. I, I, I want to, we want to try to give the, the same due diligence to all of them. Um, but we work with a, a combination of, uh, of individuals and, and attorneys, you know, um, some instances, the individuals kind of want to be hands off and let their attorney drive all that. And, uh, right. and, and other times, you know, we'll, the attorney will push the client, uh, to us and we'll, we'll coordinate with them, work with them directly. And when you work, um, in a divorce context, in, in a litigated divorce. So, you know, and again, for those listening who, 
hear the word litigation and, and but aren't quite sure what it is. It just means you're in court, you're fighting about it, you know, and, and it's an official process. Um, in those types of cases, are you hired by one side um, to represent them as a, you know, quote, expert, unquote, and then you issue a report on the valuation? Or are there also times where you could be a joint expert, whether you're appointed by the court or the parties agree that they're going to use you as a, a neutral joint expert. Yeah, I think both of those um, and maybe a third, a, a consulting type expert. And so, but, but primarily it's uh, we, we are working with one side or the other to, to prepare evaluation um, probably more often than not, it's that case, but, but there's also instances in which, in which we are, um, we're a joint evaluator and um, either appointed by the court or um, you know, both attorneys, uh, for for wife and husband get together and and say hey let's let's try to let's try to limit the cost here unnecessarily you know um, you know technically I'm I'm supposed to be and and practically uh, an advocate for my value um, and that's that's the that's the the thing that helps us be able to to work for both sides if you will um, we advocate for our value not for we don't try to push it high for one 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 party or low for another if we if we're doing it right. Right. Um, and, you know, usually if people have, in my experience, when I was practicing as a divorce attorney, um, you know, when if one side, let's say, hired you, um, you would do your evaluation and then the other side would get their own guy or woman uh, mm -hmm. to do evaluation and they could be really far apart. And then, yeah. you know, it's like, well, what do you do with that? Right. And then the court will say, now we need a third one. I'll appoint a neutral person and we'll use their report. <laughs> and so uh, it's unfortunate because it's like a lot of, in my opinion, wasted resources when, um, you know, numbers can always be the topic of interpretation to a point, but yep. usually is, you know, it is what it is and, and, and yep. people just need to see it for what it is. Would you, yeah, what do you think I, about that? I think that's really good. I, I, yeah, in, in reality, it, it is subjective. There, there are some things that do require um, uh, art, but but there's also a lot of science. And, and I think if we do it and do it well, there should be a lot of science and the values ought to be uh, close. But but there are times in which um, evaluators, they think, well, I'm, if I'm hired by the husband or, or the wife, you know, we'll, we'll lean in this direction or that direction. Um, uh, and when those things, those times come up, sometimes evaluators will get together and they'll, you know, if it's in mediation, they'll, um, they'll have some discussions and, and, and try to try to find some middle ground, but, um, but yeah, it's, it is, it is subjective. And so there is, I mean, there, there are likely going to be differences, but there shouldn't be vast differences. Right. Vast differences. They should be in the same, uh, ballpark to use another right. sports analogy there. Right. Um, so when your, your book, Introduction to Business Valuation for Matrimonial Lawyers, yeah. uh, was the book written for divorce attorneys or was it written for people who are getting divorced who have uh, perhaps small businesses or businesses that would be the, the subject of, uh, you know, the divorce? Yeah, I think at a, at a very basic level, it's written for, it's written for anybody that that um, uh, that needs to know, needs to learn about valuation. Um, uh, it's, it, it is uh uh geared towards i i would say uh to attorneys and and the, and the way i talk about being in court or things of that nature but 
but that that also um, that also summarizes or sums up you know individuals, husband or wife that are getting divorced. And so, if there's a if there's a desire to understand what's what goes into evaluation, I, I think I think it it could be a tool, a helpful tool in understanding what is the asset approach or what is the income approach or what is the market approach and what is a discount rate. And, um, and I think uh, that there are a lot of valuation books that are written by valuation professionals for valuation professionals and, and they can be a bit complicated and uh, you know, the, those tombs and uh, but this, yeah. book, this book is intended to be uh, more of an easy to read um, uh, straightforward uh, book. And so uh, I think it could be helpful for attorneys and for anybody that's interested know hey what they're what they're in for that that's that's really great because right too often um i i find books or or you know other materials i'll call them that that are just so technical um you know it's like an attorney who can't get out of their own head and and talk in that legalese speak which i can't stand and I did it at the beginning of our conversation, <laughs> but I caught myself. Um, but, you know, it's like you, you, most people don't understand what you're talking about when you use technical jargon all the time. So having something that's easy to read um, and, you know, conceptual is a great resource. Um, so in your experience doing this now, from the attorney's point of view, what what do you what do you think? are the biggest misconceptions that attorneys have when they're trying to value a, a business in a divorce? Yeah, I think, uh, I think sometimes it, it relates to accounting, right? And uh, so there's uh, the, the comment, hey, they're, they're spending a, a bunch of money on personal things you know, and we, we need to adjust for that and make sure that, you know, that'll increase the value of the company. And the reality is, if, if people are uh, if people are paying paying for personal things, but they're they're not expensing them on the tax term, you know, that that doesn't really affect the that doesn't really affect the valuation. Um, and so I think there's there's just some confusion about what really does affect the valuation, what really does you know move the value, increase it higher or lower. Or um, I think I think some of the, the basic foundation and the components of, of evaluation and and what moves the needle one way or the other. And and what would let's touch on uh like maybe one or two of them um because we don't have a lot of time but uh, what would be one or two of the the things that move the needle when you're doing a business valuation? Yeah, I think uh, some of the common adjustments are are reasonable compensation, right? So business owners, w with some exceptions, can pay themselves whatever they want to pay themselves. Right. But oftentimes uh, we are charged with, and the court is charged with finding what is uh, what the fair market value of a, of a of a business interest is. And so, let's say that somebody pays themselves, you know, twenty thousand um, dollars, but but the 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 market compensation and what's reasonable is a hundred thousand. Well, we we've got to increase expense to 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 reflect what what is reasonable or market. Well, when we increase expenses by $80,000 in that scenario, that's going to decrease the value of the company. Um, but that, but that's, but that's what's right. Um, and so another adjustment will be rent. And um, oftentimes small businesses uh, own the property that they operate out of, but in a separate entity. Um, and a lot of times the rent that they pay themselves is not, is not 
uh, commensurate to the fair market rents. Um, of course, there's those discretionary expenses, the what they pay for themselves, their travel, things of that nature. So we need to adjust for that. So I think those are those are three things um, uh, that can affect evaluation and move the needle a, a lot. Yeah, those are all great points. And and on the topic of salaries, um, would it be would it be right to say that not only the salary of the business owner who may be the person getting divorced um, is in play, but if they have a bunch, if they have employees under them and they're paying mm -hmm. the employees' salaries, mm -hmm. those two would be subject to the market value comparison. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, th those salaries have to be adjusted as well. I mean, sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes people will, will pay a, a son or a daughter that's not really doing anything in the business. And they're doing that because they want to give them cash and they want to get a deduction for it, even though they shouldn't. Um, well, that doesn't have any business purpose. And um, and so, you know, we have to adjust for for things like that as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. I wanted to ask you, David, about something that I would come across more often than not uh, when I was practicing. And dealing with people who had closely held businesses and it was, I'll just use the, um, because it's sticking out of my mind right now that I was representing the wife. And so we use the, you know, that kind of scenario. And the husband was on the other side that, and the it was the husband's business, um, whatever it was. And, um, mm -hmm. like I, I have this one memory of a dental office. He, he was a dentist and he ran his own dental practice. Um, and the wife, um, from time to time, worked there and helped out um, um, and would receive, um, you know, a salary of some sort or, or maybe not. But my question is more or less when, you know, good business owners have to have some sort of books, right. The, the, where, where they're keeping track of how much is going in, how much is going out and uh, everything like that. But amazingly, I've come across more than a few times um, in my experience People who, who well, they claim that they don't really keep books and that, you know, mm. it's really just kind of willy nilly. Um, if you're trying to value a business and there's no official or I should say organized set of books um, that are keeping track of everything, how do you deal with that? How, how do you overcome something like that when you're trying to value well, I think that's a that's a that's a limitation uh, th that can prohibit us doing evaluation. Uh, in that scenario, we're uh, we're probably going to ask if we can see bank statements and things of that nature, and and make some assumptions and see what sort of budget. Because uh, to do a great job, it's going to at that point we're, we're redoing some accounting at that point, um, and so we're going to have to dig into the to the to the bank statements and ask a bunch of people a bunch of questions. Uh, and trying to and trying to reflect what what is reasonable revenue and 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 what what are the business expenses, um, and so we can we can do some work there and but uh, but sometimes that'll be accompanied the valuation engagement will be accompanied by a forensic engagement, um, which we see from time to time. Yeah, that's where I guess the line would be uh, blurred or crossed over from a, a regular valuation to a forensic situation where yeah. you're you're trying to you know, find the missing information and, and, and then piece the puzzle together. Um, so once all the pieces are there, then you can do your job um, yeah. and, and really um, analyze it. Would that be a kind of fair way to put it? Yeah, I think that's good. And 
I, I like, um, I, we, we know and work with other people that do forensic accounting and, and, uh, it's, you know, if, if somebody's done some forensic accounting, it, it makes our job easy, but they've identified, you know, what, what, um, what is personal and what doesn't have a business purpose. And, and we just remove it from our, um, our computations and, and, uh, and get the value of the company. Right. Yeah, no, that that's all great. Now, where can people find this book? Yep. So it's, uh, it's on Amazon. Um, and so, so it's there on Amazon. I think we published it in, uh, in, in April. And, um, so I, I'd, I'd love for you to go take a look at it and, um, you got any questions for sure. Let me, let me know. Yeah. And how can people reach you? Uh, I think probably the, the best way is, is, uh, I'll just give you two ways, either phone or, or email. And so I'll put this out there and, um, uh, email address is, is the first initial D, um, and last name Amos, A-M-I-S-S, and then at C-R-I-C-P-A.com. Um, of course you can give us a call at 919-848-1259. And do you work with people outside of North Carolina? Uh, yes, we do some work outside North Carolina. Um, and you, you being an attorney know this, uh, you know, the, the statutes is, are, are important. Um, we're very familiar with the statutes in North Carolina, but but we have access to statutes and case law um, and, and other and other jurisdictions, and so um, but we're, we're definitely open to working in, in other in other states as well. That's excellent um, because it's a lot of people all over who who could probably benefit from uh, speaking with yep. you uh, in their yep. situation. So, David, thank you so much for being a guest on the show um, and providing us with some tidbits and, and just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to you know thinking about business valuations. And if you're listening and you have a, a closely held business in your divorce, that's going to be the subject of uh, conversation, shall we say, um, check out David's book. Uh, and I'm sure it'll definitely um, give you a great education. So, David, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, Jason, thanks so much for your time and uh, have a great day. All right. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with David and talking about small businesses and how you value it and what you should be looking for and considering in your situation. Feel free to reach out to him if you are dealing with such a situation. And if you're looking for help with your divorce and you're looking for some help um, and strategic uh, advice and coaching, look no further. Reach out to me. Jason at JasonLavoy.com is the email you can reach me uh, and learn more about me on my website if you don't know, jasonlavoy.com. Um, and please do so. Um, and I am here to help in any way possible. I offer group coaching programs and one-on-one -on -one coaching programs. So check that out um, and get yourself situated uh, so you're in the right direction. Also, if you like what you hear in the podcast, please take a minute and write a kind review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it and helps spread the algorithm, uh, which is always good too. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon. Mm -hmm.